Hello, welcome, welcome home, welcome to the first episode of Wisdom Wonderings, I'm the Flying Saucer and get ready for some Wisdom Wonderings as we go from the source to the source as the source. Now this podcast has really been dreamed up with a with a real intention to disclose, remember, and to reveal. Now, my whole life has been spent in doing those three things and really reminding people of joy love and wisdom and reminding them of the story that is told can be and the story that you tell and you let others tell you can be a story of upliftment and empowerment or it can be a story of degradation and a loss of power, powerlessness. So we really have to consider what story it is that we've bought into. Consider who's telling the story. And consider what story that we would like to live by. And to provide the narrative for our lives. Do we want to be the one who creates our own story? Or are we content with another creating our story so I hope that you really enjoy this episode and each episode to come and many blessings for you for, for tuning in and for and for being part of, of of the project and being a wisdom wanderer the time is now for returning the wisdoms to to ourselves to the earth to the universe because they're all there, ready for us to tune into. And for too long we have been blindfolded, and we have blindfolded ourselves to the truth, to the wisdom, in order to experience the the not knowing, the experience, the joy of then remembering the knowing. So... In in the wisdom wanderings, I'm going to talk about a variety of of different topics. And today, for the first episode, I'm going to talk about something which is very dear to my heart and something which I really feel is desperately needed. And um, and will do a great deal of healing for this earth and for ourselves when we tune into this message. So before I say what the episode is on, before I say what it is about, um so you can find me at the Flying Saucer podcast and on the social medias. You can also tune into my other page, Albion White Wolf, my other project, which is to do with different forms of, of Helping us come into our greatness through understanding our role as men, masculinity, through connecting to nature and the different medicines of the different elements, through connecting to our name and the power of the name, and doing different meditations. So look out for look out for Albion White Wolf on social medias and on Insight Timer. And please do connect to me if you would like any one-on-one support, any one-on-one coaching. I also shall be doing group events in due time. And yes, please do get in contact with me about any feedback for the Flying Saucer as well. And uh, I will let you know of future projects as and when they come around. And so... 
Earth and hearth, breath and art. Now it is when we in us in a stand ourselves as being of the earth, or tokthanus to the earth, as in springing directly from the earth, being of the earth. We are Gaia, experiencing herself. Knowing ourself as her, her knowing herself as us. So, what is what does that mean, and why am I choosing to talk about it for for this episode? So, it's commonly said that, oh yeah, we we live on Earth, or we we walk on Earth, or or da la da. And that provides a, that provides a world view which inherently is separationist from ourselves and the earth, from ourselves and nature, from ourselves and other living beings. Because we are saying we merely exist on its surface. We are not directly related to earth. We, are, we, we merely exist on here. And as such... We can be exploitative of her in a sense. We can we can use Mother Earth's resources, natural properties, land as an externalization of the I, not as an internalization of the I. So what am I saying by that? It's by saying that when we don't see her as part of ourselves and us as part of her, we get into in, get into trouble. Because we fundamentally are matter. The physical makeup of us as humans is earth material. What we put into our earth is earth what we put into our bodies is earth material. And so if our bodies, if we go by the, by this, even this, this simple assumption, well, simple conclusion that scientists have, have made that your body changes, its cells change every, like completely every few years, we are then inferring that your body is made up of the earth around you by what you're consuming, by what you're intaking. And so, Many different cultures have this have this world view that that we come from the earth, such as we are beings of clay. We were moulded out of clay. We are beings of mud, we come out of the mud and such forth. So when we when we shift this 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 concept of being external to her it's just a pure it's just a pure chance that we exist on her and it's just all random like it's this pure chance that we are here and that we are not intimately related to earth the very fact that we have our feet on the ground shows that we are directly part of her now we can lift our feet off Take them onto the bed, for example. But there's always going to be something that is connected to her. Now, even if we were to say, "Oh, but when I jump, I'm not in a, I'm not in connection." But there's always a magnetic pull which brings you back down to her. And so, when we see that we are Earth beings, we are Earthlings. We are springing directly from her her being mother earth being that womb being that yin force then we put ourselves in a very different position because we we then say that we are earth beings and everything that is of the earth is Henceforth, part of us. 
And so not only are we then reframing the, our relationship to ourselves as human beings, we're also reframing our relationship to things external, apparently externalised from ourselves, such as plants, trees, animals. And so... If we just start with the simple, simple basis of our relationship to other humans. Now, when we put ourselves in a framework of we are earthlings, we reclaim our autochthonous roots. Now, as I was saying before, autochthonous is springing from the earth. Now, autochthonous is another, is another word for indigenous. So we are reclaiming our indigenous roots. We're reclaiming the fact of we are from this earth. We are earthlings. We are directly related. We're rooted here. We're indigenous people. Now, in the West and, and, and well, with Westerns or moderns or disconnected people, I like disconnected people, really. We have got into the, into the mindset that we are living and elsewhere is dead. That we have consciousness but nothing else does. Now quite a simple quite a simple statement can prove to have a dramatic effect on on the world, when we are being, we're basically forgetting our modus operandi, we're forgetting what we are here to do and be and see, and we're forgetting our nature as nurturers, so to, if you were nurturing something which you perceive to be dead, then you would have less care towards that thing. If you're nurturing something that you perceive to be lacking in comparison to you, that you are superior to this thing, you're immediately putting yourself in a hierarchy. Now, what have we seen with in in this in this point in time in this in this historical piece of time? We'll use the Western model as as a as a framework. And then we'll use the the subsidiary frameworks that have been put on from that, such as the creation of, of, of whiteness. And so we see that when the disconnection has come from so-called white people towards their melanated brothers and sisters the ones who 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 they perceive to have darker skin and as such are of less refinement less intelligence less life than them we come into a very dangerous road because we are we are saying that those beings, those earth beings, those ones that are connected to the earth, the indigenous ones, we are inherently better than them because we are not indigenous. We are not part of this ignorance of spiritual connection. Now, when we put ourselves within the hierarchical framework, we do ourselves in. Because then we immediately, within creating a hierarchy, then we immediately create a subject and an object. Rather than what is. We say, what I am in relation to what you are. Rather than you are and I am. You feel what I'm saying? It's a it's a, it's a dodgy sticky road 
And when we seek to separate ourselves off from the source, from from the great provider, from my mother, the one who the one who gives us everything, everything you see, you see around you is from her, and as such is from you. But if the separation and the isolation of yourself as being totally outside the framework of these things, you're not like them. You're totally different to them. You you have no at all relation to them. Then immediately that makes separation. It makes disconnection and it makes essentially heartache because wholeness is what we are. I'm going to go more deeper into this as we go on because this is all part of the grand cycle. It's all part of the cyclical mode of life, of this universe, all part of the spiral. And so when we can understand that, we can understand the the cycles of civilization, the cycles of, of people's development of different thought forms, etc. So... So yes, it's to reclaim ourselves, or let's put it, let's put it, let's put it within the framework of it's the disconnected ones who are going to reframe themselves as connected by remembering their connection. Now that starts with remembering your connection to your mother. You lost connection to your mother. You've you've lost connection to to the nurture, to the warmth, to the held, to be totally comfortable no matter where you are, because you know you're provided for. You're always looked after. Now, if you have lost those things from your being, your life is in a constant state of scarcity. It's in a constant state of wondering where your next form of nutrition and sustenance and excitement and joy and all these things are going to come from. Because you are under the assumption that these things are not your natural inherent birthright. And that nothing else that exists has that birthright neither. Whereas, whereas the truth is 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 the complete opposite. So, this is about claim, reclaiming our dignity as well. It's about reclaiming your right to a life of dignity, a life of respect, a life of abundance, a life of incredible pleasure and joy, which is our true essence. And modus operandi. Without dignity, what are we? Without dignity, we are just weak, pitiful, pointless. With dignity, we are strong, we are joyous, we are comfortable, we are proud. So it's about reconnecting to the global, to the global family, to the worldly family, to the, to the family that is part of our birthright. Now I prefer actually, although I use the word family, I prefer to use another word, a word which for me has much better connotations. If we if we're looking up. This is a side note, if we're looking up connotations of words, if we're looking up meanings of words, a lot of words we're using, we don't understand the correct usage of this word and we don't understand the the, the meaning behind the word, the etymological roots of the word and thus we are casting spells which we're not even aware of the true meanings. So I'm look out for a, a project that I'm going to be producing very very uh it's in the it's in the pipe works called abracadabra it's another one of my projects so i'll i'll i will let you know when that's released and uh keep in touch with my with my projects as they go along you can find me on uh 
on my Patreon page, patreon.com slash the flying saucer. And um, you can donate to me on PayPal as well if you wish. All your donations are so appreciated and supported. Like, I love ya. Like, everything, I worship all forms of abundance. So if, you're, if your form of abundance is money, then please share it. The more you give out, the more you get back. And it really supports me in doing what I'm doing. This is my life. This is my soul work. This is my thing which I enjoy so much is sharing the wisdoms, bringing us as a human family closer to ourselves and and reconnecting us to that wisdom and, and to that truth and to our greatness and potential, you know. So any support is greatly appreciated. So the word that I like to use instead is offspring. So offspring, I'm sure you heard it before in relation to, oh yes, my offspring. So that would be like your immediate relatives. So now we broaden that concept to be that which springs off. And so we see that that which springs off from the one becomes the many. Now we are the many now who have come from the source. So when I say the source, because this is a key part of what this is about, obviously. <laughs> the source is the is the life force, is the emanation, is the 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 thing that compels each being to create. It's creation. It's it's chi. It's 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 the force that that animates, which is present in every single being, even if you can't necessarily see it in animation. To your eye, to your perception, it doesn't seem an animation. Everything is in animation in some form or another. Because everything is moving. Everything is in current. And so, we recognize this, that all form of being is living. Then everything that you're seeing around you is living. And, and as such, everything is worthy of dignity and respect. But this comes down to whether we, whether we give ourselves dignity and respect. Because this is to be understood. How can I respect my brother if I do not respect myself? It cannot be done. If I was to respect him, I would be somehow looking up to him rather than looking with him, at him, as an equal. And so we come back to, to the hierarchy again. If I, if I perceive myself as trash, yet I look up to someone I put them in a hierarchical, stratified opposition to myself. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that you can't look at people with admiration. But it's saying that you look at admiration and you recognise that you are an equal to them. You are as much of a force as they are, otherwise you cannot truly reach them because you're putting them above you and hence you cannot meet them they're above you and so if we want to reconnect to our global family and come out of this orphanage this self-imposed orphanage we have to we have to drop the labels we have to see ourselves as intimately intimately indigenous intimately familiar intimately I as made up of the earth as being of the earth and as being part of her knowing herself through your life is her knowing herself her knowing her being through you, her experience in herself as, and this is where we're saying, 
as the smallest being has its own life force, has its own essence, has its own soul. The biggest being has its own essence, has its own soul. So the earth as a great being has its own soul path, its own expression, its own personality. And so we're, we're, we're reclaiming dignity for ourselves, we're reclaiming dignity for others and for life instead of this rape culture that we have going on by saying all is dead but I. And so, looking at each other as offspring, looking at each other as, we are, we might necessarily not look straight away similar, but we are intimately related. This totally changes the ball game. When you can look at a man and see a brother, and look at a woman and see a sister. It totally changes our relationship to them. Because you're treating them with respect. You look at them and you treat them with dignity. And hence, because of the, your perception has shifted towards the person, everything changes. Because as quantum physics tells us, the outcome is, is affected by the observer. So, if I'm coming out, if I'm transmitting... From my, from my, from my little radio transmitter, my beacon. If I'm transmitting love and I send it out and I come to meet you and I'm sending that out, you'll be able to feel that. You'll be able to feel that. If I'm coming at you with feelings of hate and disgust towards you, you can feel that too. If I, if I come towards you treating you like a like a dirty animal, you'll be hell you'll be able to feel that. It's the expectation, it's the cellular expectation which befits the outcome. If I expect you to do certain shit, then there's a high chance you might fulfill my expectation. And so, shifting our patterns and ways of being towards seeing each other as strangers as opposed to offspring. And as such, extending that out, it's like... And say as part of my practice, I say, like, how much are you willing to allow? Because your allowance befits how much power you're going to have. So if you can, the more you can allow, the more you can, the more power you can have. Are you ready for the power? Because with power comes responsibility. So I understand how a lot of people are not ready for power. They're not ready to take up the mantle. Because they don't want responsibility. They'd rather just sit at home on the couch or whatever and that's all good they'd rather be comfortable in their in their in their familiarity they'd rather be comfortable in what they know now that's all good different people come to different things at different times which we'll discuss later as part of the great cycle everyone is perfect in their own timing the issue comes when you don't live your truth in that timing. And when you become out of ease. And so we're seeing manifestations of dis-ease. When we're out of ease. Within how we treat the earth. And as such. Because we are her. How we treat ourselves. Now if we treat ourselves with contempt. With disgust. We will see contempt and disgust. Reflected back at us. And I feel for many of us. That's what we see. We see Things that we feel as disgusting, cutting down, cutting down trees, racist comments, sex ab abuse, paedophilia, all these type of things. 
it ultimately stems back to do we hold life in dignity? Do we hold life as living, breathing entity? Are we indigenous to this or are we simply just of no relevance to this and it all just doesn't matter. You can treat the earth and hence yourself however, you, however, however, none of it matters. So, it's interesting because uh, in nature, diversity is immensely honoured and revered. Diversity is what a life form needs to be a powerful life form to sustain itself and to grow and to um, become as prolific as it can. Now, with humans, this doesn't seem to be the case. We seem to attack diversity and to um, attack any sense of there being an alternative and there being different ways of coming at, different ways of going to the same end. And as such, we attack multidimensionality. We, we, we say there is only one dimension, there is only one way of looking at it, and anything else is false. And so, multidimensionality is by saying there's whole heaps of stuff going on right now. And there's so many energies which you... If you allow, you can understand and know. If you don't allow, then you're missing out on the potentiality of what's there. And hence, you're missing out on the capability of which you can live your life. You're missing out on your brothers and sisters. You're missing out on all the connection. You're missing out on all the life force. We are fractals of the whole. And as we come together, we become one. We are one. We are the, each of us is, every single life is a piece of the greater life. A piece of the greater puzzle. And what's one backwards? What's one? What's one when we flip it around? One. W O N. It's not it's not exactly flipped backwards, but it's the mirrored. So we win when we come together and when we realise we are one. When I say fractal I mean uh Smallest oh, a fractal was a a fractal was a multi-dimensional concept. So I encourage you to look up a fractal. If you have not, if you don't know what a fractal is, look it up because this is this is a key example for you of what multi-dimensionality means. Within the smallest is the largest. Within the largest is the smallest. The smallest contains the exact hologram of the largest. So each cell in your body is a hologram containing the information of every single other piece of the cell. Hence why reflexology and and uh, iridology and these such things function. Because every piece is part of the greater puzzle and holds within the information of the greater puzzle. So if you allow that in that that knowledge you can understand how all the beings of this earth although they may seem external to you actually are internal because you hold the the codes and the information within each and every one of your cells one of your cells holds the codes to all life force so to scale that down a bit if that's a bit too hard to to take in then this code just for humans you contain 
the genetic information and the ancestral knowledge of all beings on on of all human beings on this earth and as such you are them and they are you because they contain all the ancestral and the all the ancestor and all the successor information is within them to be tapped into and different people will resonate with different different places different faces and that's cool those people can hold certain certain powers and certain those those thought forms those those images those symbols hold certain powers and certain uh things of help for you in this lifetime but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are the only things which are of you So this this isolation, this um, the step away from the whole to perceive ourselves as isolate and by ourselves disconnected from the whole is not necessarily a negative thing because it does many things in in making us it mo- it makes us move past constriction and contraction it makes us move past that which the group uh, the entropy the the sense of um the group has a stranglehold over the individual identity and as such the individual needs to be needs to move away from the group in order to know itself or the 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 individual wants to know itself is in all its multitudes, so it splits off from the one, and so any and in the great cycle of of being, when the one splits itself off into the many, the many then have the joy of remembering what it is like to return to the one and return to the unity and the perfect clarity and peace of oneness it's the joy of remembrance so isolation and separation does have its purpose however when we get stuck in the alchemical process, when we get stuck in the wheel, when we get stuck in the, in the, when we get stuck in the part, thinking that's all there is, well, instead of remembering that this is a part, this is a part of the whole, it's not all there is, the isolation is a part of, of the great cycle, isolation, unification, Unification, separation. So, the Western, modern, the disconnected move to isolate nature, to take to take nature and to put it into isolation in order to know it. needs to be reconfigured because truly nothing exists in isolation nothing exists in a vacuum nature abhors a vacuum it will always be filled with life so when we perceive that we can isolate nature and to know nature through through severing it from its surroundings is to be is to be misunderstood because again even as quantum quantum physics tells us the observer affects the outcome so the one the one that is observing the test let's say joins in communion in community with that isolation 
And when you take something in isolation, such as a drug, such as, and you turn it into a pill, like plants being taken and isolated, different compounds being isolated from the plant and then turned into a pill, you get side effects. When you try and when you try and isol- isolate a substance or a being to then enhance the power of that being it becomes imbalanced so if you get a group of people for example let's say the 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 pale skinned people who class themselves as white people if they then perceive themselves to be of a different class of a different yeah of a different class than other people and seek to, and seek to make themselves an imbalanced power then they automatically become out of alignment with natural law because nature is balance so If we attempt to whitewash identity, culture, roots, then we really are applying bleach on the reality and we are trying to acidify and transform a landscape that does not need to be destroyed only to be understood. And so if we bring in astrological cycles such as, okay, now it's said that we're in the Kali Yuga. We're in, Kali is the goddess of destruction. So now we're in the, the age of destruction. Now this can be viewed as an age of, of, of terrible things where things are just totally well turned upside down. So we're at the bottom of, of the cycle. We're at the we're 180, so to speak. So things are things perceived to be a world it's a world turned upside down. And in many ways I I very much resonate with that. It's a world of just craziness. It's a world where war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is knowledge. And uh we are just allowing ourselves to be treated like savages and to be treated like idiots and we let our earthly family, earthly offspring be just disrespected en masse. But we also we also understand that to create there must be a form of destruction as well. And so, when we see destruction, we see a force that doesn't necessarily have to be viewed as negative, but can be viewed as as a tool for bringing in that which can be better for our 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 joy. Our love and our wisdom. So it's what we're choosing to cultivate. It's what, how, it's what we're choosing to allow. How much power are you willing to allow in? And who are you willing to class as your brethren? Are you willing to class as your offspring? How small is your unit? And it's not necessarily got to be got to be saying that you allow everyone into your field. You let you just you just do whatever. You, everyone's everyone's. Um, connected and you'll just you know it's not about that because it's also about being discerning it's about choosing who we allowed into our field and to know that some people are better better than others for us in this current time and space to to elevate us now that that does not necessarily mean a disrespect towards those people that are not of the highest good for ourselves that's just an acknowledgement of where we're at and we acknowledge the life force of, of, of them. And we acknowledge the life force of other beings. So, 
when we see ourselves as rooted here. Right. I think some people some people of the perception that human beings can leave Earth. So like you cannot leave Earth. You can't leave here. It would only be the Earth externalizing herself. We can't leave Earth. The Earth would externalize herself in order to know herself. It's another manifestation of her externalization. You cannot human beings are not separate from anything here. We are intimately connected to everything. We are the we are the cultivators. We are the bridge between heaven and earth. We are the the tree of life, the rainbow bridge. So it's when we re-establish our dignity as human beings, re-establish our right to joy, love, wisdom, and to all the abundances here. This earth is abundant. We are abundant. We are abundance. We have all the life force to call on. But if you're unaware of how much you can call on, then perhaps your calling out would just be for a little tiny little crumb. But if you're aware that you can call the whole cake in, then this changes your power, isn't it? This changes everything for you. And you realise that you ain't got to shit on someone else in order to get to the top. Because whatever you do to them will come back at you. And you can never you can never truly rise without everyone rising. And so this is where we're coming to. Having respect and dignity for all life in its process, in its path, in its multidimensionality. Instead of a denigration for others in their diversity. And so when we recognise earth as half and our breath as our art, We step into the magic, we step into the potential, we step into the beauty. When we move to the recognition of ourselves as lords, as gods, as goddesses, as beauty incarnate, as God's creation, as universal entities, as unlimited in our scope, as beings of love, of light, of joy, of wisdom, then we can really open up to life in its in its fullness in its depths rather than in its in its shallowness so i encourage all of you listening to reconfigure if needed who you are what stories that you've been told who you are what stories you continue to tell yourself of who you are what stories that you tell of connection, who you're connected to, of your relationship to the earth, to the forces, to your brothers and sisters, to every single living thing here. Do you class yourself as indigenous or not? And if not, why not? What makes you think that you're really different to the rest of the beings on this earth? We must choose our own destiny. We must choose our own path. Our own way of viewing. Rather than letting another tell us our story of who we are.
We must reclaim our dignity, reclaim our respect, and re and reclaim our art. Our art is to live lovingly, to live fully, to live wholesomely. And when we do that, we are truly a wisdom wanderer. So that's all from me in this first episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Blessed and blessed vibrations to you all. I love you. Thank you so much for being you. Thank you so much for existing. You're so appreciated and valued. I so I'm so thankful for who you are and your piece of this great puzzle if you wish to support me you can do so on patreon.com slash the flying saucer and paypal.me slash albion white wolf sorry and yeah please do check out my albion white wolf offering and uh future offerings to come please link in with me on social media and through the uh, through the ethers and yes stay stay in the love stay in the presence of of your heart always find the present in the present and you can't go wrong So I love you so much and I'll see you for the next episode of Wisdom Wanderings. Bless be.